further up and further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey, Amy. I am so excited that today we get to have a special guest on our podcast. Yes. A friend that we met together doing a retreat. So welcome, Erin. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, I'm Erin. And yes, I, I was thinking about how I met you guys and it was ladies retreat, all those many years ago I can't even remember like mm-hmm. six maybe now it's been a long time time feels weird right now anyway but um yeah so I my name is Aaron Peters and I am a wife and mom of three kids and I'm at the crazy preteen just entering the teen years um and I'm doing okay <laughs> I think we're getting our bearings every, every week seems like a new adventure, but that's where we're at. Um, and my husband, I've been married for almost 16 years and life has had its major ups and downs for me, uh, which I mean, most people would say that probably, but, um, I come from a family with some, with some stuff, with some, you know, abusive pieces, some, some really good joyful things mm-hmm. that happened, but God has continued to reveal himself through all these circumstances over the years. And I feel like I'm now at the stage of my life, kind of in my late thirties where I can, I can look back and have a, a vantage point that mm-hmm. I think in your twenties you don't have, and it's, it's a narrow view. And I think the older we get, the wider the view is that we can look back and kind of my, I would say that, so that's my main, that's mainly who I am. My, my side job, maybe from being a wife and mom is I work at the Alliance church in my town where I live and I'm the director of operations there and do, which means I do all the things that I can do for anybody who needs operations. So, so I hear you saying you do all the things at home and you do all the things at work. Kind of, kind of, yeah. It's I play secretary to numerous people. And that sounds like a really good little, uh, a glimpse. So, I think as our listeners kind of have a bit of an idea of who you are as we go into this conversation and and know that you've had some ups and downs and walked some hard roads and walked some joyful roads. When we had messaged you, asked, you know, asked the question, oh, what is something that propelled you further up and further in? You uh, responded with uh, kind of a, a situation that you went into it one way, but it but Jesus ended up taking it a completely different way. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? And then we'll get right into the conversation. Yes, absolutely. And I love the way you describe it because that's exactly how I felt. Um, so I had a situation uh, that has kind of, I would say it's been an ongoing, intensifying situation in my life um, in a, an extended family relationship that was just continuing to become harder. Um, it seems like over the years, things I tried to make things better, it wouldn't. And even different times I would put myself out there or try to offer an olive branch or things like that. And I would get hurt. And, um, every time I felt like I got 
the courage and the strength to show who I really was and be honest, it was just like, I got hurt or, um, you know, passively aggressively complimented with a backhand on the way out, you know, kind of things like that. So Mm -hmm. I had my default as I'm sure a lot of people can relate to is to, uh, start building up some walls between me and this person. I also would try to make sure that I was doing the right thing. So I would tell people um, what had been done to me. When we were talking uh, just pre-recording, you said something about you had, you re- it was really a beautiful word picture for me. You talked about pretty little bricks and decorative bricks. Can mm. you, just in order to be relatable, yes. because we all do this. Can you give us some examples of your pretty bricks? And do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I'd get these, situations where maybe we had a, a an interaction and I am I'm, I'm really being careful not to name this person because I care about them and you'll oh, see yeah. why we're going you know I, a situation where I knew we were going to have a an interaction and I knew maybe from past experiences that these would be intense I would sometimes uh, if I'm being completely honest kind of lay the groundwork for things to um, not go the way that would be healthy and wholesome. And so then I would leave these gatherings and my husband could always tell when I would be like, did you see what so-and-so did to me? Did you see the way they reacted to whatever? And, and I would use it as a, like, I tried, I really tried to be kind or whatever. And and so there was, there were some honest things that were offensive from this person that they did, but then there were some situations where I pandered to that and I made it a bit more easy for me to build those, put those bricks on the wall. And, um, and then I would often in different situations, cause I am one of those people that I really care about what's right and what's wrong. And I do care about what God says is right and wrong. And I mean, I'd have, I, I would have genuine moments of, you know, in different interactions or Bible study or different things that I would be in, in situations with um, trying to heal in my own life in different, different conversations, just saying, okay, this is what is happening. And I want this to be better. But in my heart, I knew I didn't really want it to be better because it was just easier. It's, I mean, it's so much easier just to cut people out of your life. Oh man, right there. That is a statement, right? And I think that's something we can all relate where on the surface, we're like, of course we want reconciliation and we want this to be better. But inside it's like, that actually sounds like hard work and I have to be vulnerable and take risks. And I don't really want to do that. So I actually don't want this. I think that's something, I mean, surely it's not just me. I love and that you were so Aaron. honest, Aaron, because that's what I mean, we try to do that here, right? <laughs> we forget other people are listening quite often and get too honest, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that honesty, it's like we, when we're self-aware and we ask, it give Holy Spirit permission to show us stuff. We, I was talking to a friend yesterday saying the same thing, like in this situation, I have my list of evidence of why I am the one wronged in this situation. And that's, we don't diminish that that's true. It's actually, there's facts there. But where I notice the little work of the enemy in my heart is when I hope they'll suffer because they're wrong. Or Mm -hmm. I hope things will play out poorly just to prove I'm right. And in that moment, it's like, oh my word, God, this is not your heart for me or for other people. And it's the only cure for that is like 
raw honesty and humility and confessions. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then what, what happened that was like, it created a shift in this scenario? Um, well, we kind of, things kind of came to a head last summer. It not during was, COVID shutdown, yeah, pandemic oh, pain. Really? Well, yeah. Like <laughs> that's the thing. Normal stress and strain has still continued. And then we have a pandemic on top of all the things. And yeah, so this person kind of called me for a visit and basically in a very nice, kind, yet passively aggressive way, laid out all the things I had done wrong from, from the beginning of uh, our relationship. And I sat there taking it all and just kind of stunned. And if you know me, I'm not that kind of person. I usually, it, I was having to bite my tongue a lot because I just didn't know what to do in this moment that would help. And I left there and I went into uh, just a heavy, I don't want to call it a depression, but I was just weighed down and weighed down because I, I found I had no hope for things getting better. And I said to my husband, I was like, I've got to get some help with this because I cannot do this on my own. So I started uh, counseling and I remember the counselor asked me at the very beginning, like, what do you, what are you here for? You know, you have your initial consult. And um, so I told her what had, uh, what had happened a bit of the backstory. And she's like, okay, well, what are you wanting to like, what are you actually hoping I'll tell you? Or even like, kind of what are you, what are you wanting me to say to you? And I said, well, in all honesty, I want you to tell me there is no hope and you can just cut this person out of your life and you're done. Like you're, you're free. <laughs> so, Ooh, okay. So you were, you were looking for permission to just be like, peace out. I'm done. Yeah. Validation for everything. Like, again, kind of even what I had experienced in the past of just like, this is all the stuff that I have done. And, you know, you throw in there, well, I have done some stuff too, but their stuff is so much worse and look at their stuff. Yeah. I love your honesty, Erin, because it's always in honesty that we start to get down to the root of things and get the freedom we want. And your honesty to just say, this is what I want. I want to be off the hook. Now I want to be free of this challenge, which as soon as we say it, we know we're not, but I feel like God can really work in that space. So mm. this like honest, this is what I want. And it goes along with something we really value on this podcast, our healthy lament, our honesty before God, worshiping him in spirit and truth is being true and honest about how we feel, not cloaking it in some sort of happy, clappy Christian performance that never has actually caused any of us to flourish. So through, I started counseling the very end of August and um, by the middle of September, um, I was starting to see that this isn't what my counselor was going to give me was this get out of jail free card um, that I was really hoping that I was paying her for because you know, that, that is the ideal scenario, but she really challenged me to take a look at the, the sin of my own heart. And that's one of those nasty S words that we don't like to put out there, but it is, it's there. So through my own study, like she'd give me homework every week and the, the of my own per, my own I had to play in this relationship because we know that relationships are take two people and usually when there's a breakdown it is not just one person there is situations where that can happen um and I've seen that firsthand too but this was not one of those situations this was very much a two person had a part to play in this and I had to 
to take a real honest look at my own heart attitude and come to grips with some of these things that I'm being honest with you guys about now. It's like, you honestly haven't always wanted what's best for this person, or you haven't honestly wanted to, to heal this relationship in, in ways that are God honoring. And I mean, I did deep dives into like what the word humility means and what, um, idolatry and like all these different big words in the Bible that we don't typically use in our everyday um, languages, but just seeing that the attitude that I was coming to this relationship with in specific was kind of rooted in some of these sinful patterns in my heart. And I would say I related most in those moments to Jacob wrestling and in Genesis. And I, I never really I've heard that story for years, but the feeling of wrestling was very much what I felt and because it was really, really hard to see my own sinfulness, just face like in my face. And I feel like it, it was a good three weeks, probably of really wrestling of just pain, but it wasn't pain in the way that it was a suffering pain. It was, I don't know how to describe it other than it was a good wrestling that I knew something was happening in my heart that needed to happen. And it, that's what kind of kept me going is like, I knew that God had something for me in this because even him revealing this to me was his gift of love that he's, he's showing me and the Holy spirit working in my heart to show, you know, do that healthy spirit led conviction that is not condemnation, but conviction over where I was at it sometimes is so much easier to keep our focus on the other people because then we don't have to change. We can just kind of keep looking at them and then we get to be in a spot of maybe a little bit of victim or martyr or, or anything. But like you said, like, I just love Aaron, the fact that you were open enough to Jesus to hear him. Right. Cause I think it would have been very easy for you to be like, Oh, I'm not going to look at my stuff. No, this is all this person's problem. Like I am here. I am trying. Right. But you're, your heart and your desire to go further up and further in with Jesus is just so evident in the fact that you were willing to look at your stuff and sit in your stuff. I also, I also just love how you're acknowledging there was a process. And sometimes I think we, when we know the right thing to do, we can feel sort of this like smackdown, just do it and get it over with. But I find that Jesus is patient with our process, that he's at work in it. So yes, we want to be turned in a direction and orienting ourselves to what God is doing, mm-hmm. but the like get her done girl and, you know, busy moms, we would all relate to, we just got to check this off the list and get on with it. And Jesus is like weaving a relationship together with him and building trust in our hearts for him as he walks us through this patient process. So I really just want to appreciate that. Mm-hmm. that fact there that feature in your story oh yeah because I am completely like that type a like I just want to get this like I've, I've booked this into my schedule let's deal with it and because I got stuff to do and people to see and and places to go you know and having him slowing me down and having patience with me <laughs> wanting to rush is oh he's just so patient <laughs> I've learned that That's huge in healing right there. Like him teaching me to be patient with me Mm. because sometimes I will be with other people, but even in these scenarios where now I know there is something that I need to deal with, I'm not patient or kind with me. And he has to teach me his heart towards me. I love that. Yeah. So then what? Oh, then, so I got to the place where I 
like I'm a huge journaler. So I even have my journals and stuff with me from that time. Cause that's like, if I need to pull something out, but it really just, I poured out my heart in my prayers to him and just, just really had this revelation that I needed to own my stuff and that he was, he received me in that, that he had already forgiven me for everything that I had done and thought and felt and schemed. Cause yep, that is in there. And so I, like, I felt a shift in my, in my, um, you know, the, the scriptures would call it your countenance, just your, just my posture. I just felt lighter. And I knew that that had been, um, that I had really taken the step of repentance, confession, and receiving God's forgiveness. And when I've told the story at different places, I've said, and now is when the hard part happened is because yeah wait a minute so you're saying you don't just have to do like you can that the confession repentance that there's more that that Jesus wanted you to do in this situation that doesn't sound like him at all harder than that because that's hard well and that's yeah it I he did he kind of led me to another part of it and I had people kind of when I told him what he had been doing, because I mean, it's people, especially people close to me, like my prayer group and my husband and a couple other people that I was interacting with, even my counselor, I said, like, I've, I've processed this. This is what I've found in freedom in this, but I feel like he's wanting me to do this other thing of go to this person, confess what I had done and ask for their forgiveness. And I had numerous oh, no, people. No, 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 this can't be. <laughs> Yeah, it was. And that idea was kind of pushed back on. I was actually really shocked. Okay. And here's what, right. Here's why none of us want that to be the answer, but this is like the further up and further in is we don't just do status quo pursuit of Jesus working in our life. Like even that. Okay. So we can say, you know, status quo, whatever is the status quo is to do nothing. But then the next level is just privately deal with my own stuff. I definitely avoid further conflict all the way. It totally sounds to me like the Jesus way, the overcomer way to take it to the next step. And I think sometimes we don't want to hear that in other people's story because it's going to make us uncomfortable and think, oh, gee, (laughs) where have I avoided this? That actually Holy Spirit has been poking, poking, poking. And if I really want to go further up and further in, I'm going to have to do some of this. And it's really risky because I bet you didn't know what was going to happen when you did that. It was terrifying. I was... It was terrifying, but at the same token, even through that time of, cause you know, you got to work out schedules and stuff. And I had to really, I had to prepare myself going in. Um, like I even made lists of things like I will not be, I will not be self-seeking the fact that I need to be heard in a way that I want to be. I need to, I'm, I'm surrendering my, uh, the right to be seen as, you know, the one going the extra mile, like I looked at Jesus's life. So interested intrinsically and just, um, just looked at how many times he, he was misunderstood and, and, you know, just so many of the things that I had used against this person as like, they don't know me, they say they love me, but they just, they continue to reject me and all this stuff. And I really had to, in my heart, in my mind, and I wrote it down, even as like, we're not going to go here anymore just dive into making sure that I 
in my heart had rectified that if, if I do this, if I take this final step of obedience in this way, that it's okay if I'm not received in a good way. Um, and so I prepared myself. I had my prayer warriors around me and I entered into this conversation. And um, thankfully my counselor had prepared me for some different scenarios to come out of this conversation because I, I did not, I, like in my heart, I was really okay with whatever was going to happen. Um, but there's the, like, I had somebody challenge me, well, how do you know they're going to, they're going to own their part? And I said, I don't, I don't know that they're going to own their part. And that's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because it's between me and Jesus to make this right with them. You can hear out even in those questions, we're constantly setting ourselves up to self-protect. Mm-hmm. It's not like boundaries aren't a good idea, but how do I know that someone else is going to own their part is another way still of like putting some bricks in the wall. So I am safe. Mm-hmm. And it's not that, you know, you, you went in well prepared with the preparation with the counselor. That was a good idea, but that was to prepare your soul, not to self-protect you. It was to give you strategies, not, you know, keep you safe in an ungodly way, but a proactive way. I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. some, like in some of those questions or pushback you got to me what it highlights is the ways that all of us can again disguise our our good or looking correct steps but really what's behind it is is a manipulation still of like all all confess to this person and then they'll do it to me and that's ultimately what I want right like it it just kind of highlights to me how we can do that but it sounds like you you made really sure that that is not how you were coming to that conversation. Yeah. Because that is my natural. <laughs> that is, that is what I, you know, like I'll do this and you do you and we'll work this out. But fortunately I was received. Well, I was granted forgiveness like by this person. Um, I felt like I said what I needed to say. And I felt like I, I obeyed God in that. Um, but it has been close to six months and, nothing has changed in terms of how they are dealing with me. Like I have not heard an apology and, and that is really okay. Like I can honestly say I had an interaction with them yesterday and I'm totally fine. Um, But even as you were talking about, like the boundaries are healthy, like there are still boundaries that I've put in place in this relationship because there are some very unhealthy patterns that I just am not going to allow. There's some actually physical boundaries Um, but also some, my heart boundaries of, I'm going to choose to go in interaction with them that I know that I could get hurt because it's happened in the past, but I'm going to choose to go in asking what is going to glorify God in this situation. What is going to, um, not make myself be preserved in this. Um, but how can I show love, but also then protect parts of me that are, or what God wants to keep safe, because I think there are those relationships where we do have to be really careful about that, especially when there has been hurt. And so that is, it's, it's a practice, right? Like it's, it's not a perfection, it's practice because, um, it can't just be something that magically happens after years of struggle. (laughs) So Amy and I have talked about, I think many times on here, uh, that we talk about freedom followed. It's like we did what we were supposed to do because we want what God wants and we want the freedom he's offering us, but we're surprised sometimes in unexpected ways by how we see it affecting other areas of our life, other people, our family, even has there any sort of freedom followed that you've been surprised and delighted by? 
Yes. For one, I find it very easy now to ask forgiveness, even just and keep short accounts between me and God and me and other people. I feel like this has been a, it's a practice that he really helped me kind of become familiar with. And I say that as a, been a Christian for almost my entire life. Like that's like all these things that should have been like, duh, I know this, but this is still something that's a learning and a maturing. I think I also feel like I've learned to hear him differently. Um, and even some of the things that I've struggled with for years, um, even things that I know I've come to, to, to have conversations with you guys over in the past of even knowing myself, knowing what God thinks of me in an identity pieces. Um, I just feel like some of those pieces actually fit in place in a, in a much clearer way than even six months ago, eight months ago did. And, um, so I, and, and I mean, it's not like it was a light bulb moment, but it was a, like a slowly raising the dimmer switch to full. And I mean, I, I hope that it's still, you know, I hope, I know that God is gracious and he still has some really amazing things, but I have seen the light increasing in, in my life and which is really encouraging. I love that description so much. I mean, it ties into a promise in scripture that he's going to lead us from glory to glory. So what's good now is actually can only get better when we're yielded to him. And when I, I, I love how vulnerable and honest you've been with us. And, you know, you've echoed things that we think are really important. Like, Hey, get a counselor, get a trained professional working with you here because it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. And uh, having watched you for a while, really pursue all that God has for you, truly wanting to go further up and further. And even when it's uncomfortable, I can see it even on you, changes in your demeanor, your posture, that there's a lot more freedom fallout than we ever anticipate when we're in the gritty moment of, do I have to do this holy awkward thing? Yeah. And I think it's been really helpful. Like I have a prayer group that I actually kind of modeled off after, after your prayer group, Michelle, because years ago, I remember you telling me about this. I'm like, I want that. And they have been really, really helpful for me this year, even to be able to point things out to me. They're like you're different in this way than you were six months ago. And I think that is such a key thing. The beautiful thing about this too, is that it's never just us. Our, our families are affected, our workplace is affected, all the people whose lives touch ours and we touch theirs. There's, a, there's an exponential freedom followed. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us today, for being so authentic and real, and for the things you've highlighted for all of us to be reminded of, encouraged about. And if our listeners are like having some new thoughts right now that they're like, man, I need to actually deal with some stuff now. Yeah. Get the counselor, get the prayer group around you, but also all our tools are on the website and the Facebook page that can help you do some of this processing that Aaron's talked about today. For our listeners, if you're feeling that little nudge right now, we just bless you with courage, the courage of Aaron's story, Amy and I, the stories that we have shared and we pray for our listeners. And so we're praying for that courage to rise up in you now. And we're cheering you on as you head further up and further in.